0: We are the Adventuring Guild, and this is the Homebrew Review. again for joining us for another episode of the Homebrew Review. This week we'll be taking on the Well of Dragons, which is Chapter 9 in the Rise of Tiamat book. So this one I'm going to be taking a few creative liberties with because if anybody's looked at the forums and whatnot, it is a little bit confusing on how the entire uh, dragon battle works. So we will go ahead and do our best with this. With me once again is Micah, Mike, Hope, and Virgil and uh, we will
1: go ahead and get started as soon as they do their reviews. Hey everyone, this is Virgo, playing uh, Cedric, the Azmir Paladin, of the Dragon's Guard. Uh, last time we played, uh, it took a lot of damage. Uh, my aura of protection, the uh, an ability to give uh, bonuses to saving throws, was healthful if I recall um i also was very, very happy that i finally got to use the wings uh the radiant soul ability of the azmir to fly around and distract the dragon as much as possible um next week i uh, got some fun magic items from the last session as well as uh coming up uh, uh, we got some more items i'm very happy about uh, the first item I got, which is going to be a game changer, is the belt of hill giant strength. So that's going to get my strength up to a 21, help me do a little bit more damage. Uh, the other item uh, I got is plate of lightning resistance. Which is the best. Uh, It gives me plate mail, however, uh, I already have lightning resistance because of the uh, elemental resistance. That I have, Um, and then the third consumable item I got is potion of force. I'm very excited about that to become a very large asmir, swinging an even bigger sword. Uh, So I'm very excited for that. Uh, One going off of last sessions, uh, aura of elemental resistance. I was very excited about being able to resist all that elemental damage. I completely forgot there is a thing called poison damage. Uh so I think that was my big weakness, especially fighting the lean dragon. I wasn't expecting to get hit that hard all the time. Uh just that poison I'm not resisting to it. Uh so now that I'm level sixteen, uh I'm taking remedies for that. I took a spell, that's gonna give me and my allies resistance to poison damage. Uh because being hit by poison that buttons stuff. Um I think mean, we can all on that one. Uh at level uh, 15, uh, the uh, art-type ability I get is called Maroshock's Fortitude. Uh, at level 15, parts of my skin are covered by sh- a sheen of dragon-like scales. They now have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. Uh, also, my, age has, my aging has slowed uh, to, uh, greatly, and I cannot be aged magically. So, I don't have to worry about being aged, I also don't have to worry about uh, slashing, piercing, or bludgeoning damage. Which now means I'm resistant to radiant, necrotic, piercing, bludgeoning, slashing, and the elemental type damages that are uh, uh, listed in the player's handbook. Uh, as far as what counts as elemental, again, we're going off of the elemental adept heat. Uh, because in the uh, cl- in the archetype description it just says elemental damage. So to just clarify that, if you look at the elemental elemental adept feet in the player's handbook, uh, it'll tell you what those are. In fact, they are acid, cold, fire, lightning, and thunder damage. Is what we're basing it off of. Uh, this next session, with those resistances and uh, the fun magic items I have, and just getting stronger, having those extra bonuses uh, in my saving throws and uh, my modifiers, I'm expecting to put up a good fight at least. At least stand on the ground and help keep my allies from uh, taking as much damage as they could. Uh, especially going against a multi-headed dragon uh, with multiple elements, I really think I'm gonna be able to uh, mitigate a lot of damage. Uh, the other thing is, uh, my own spells that I get, uh, this next, uh, set of spells I get at level 13, uh, you get the spell freedom of movements, as well as dimension door. so those can be very helpful, or at least be very interesting, uh, in this upcoming session, so we'll just see what ends up happening.
2: Hey guys, it's Hope, and I play Hazel, the Dragon Rider princess. Uh, last round, I thought went pretty well. Uh, one of the abilities that I used that I thought was really nice was I got to utilize the bond of magic between my dragon and I, which allowed me to cast the spell Cloud Kill. And I thought it was very nice with helping with uh, Crowd Kill. I was able to pretty much just take out an entire hollow and got a couple of people uh, killed through that, so that way they weren't a problem. So I thought that was really nice to use. Uh, One thing that I thought was kind of interesting about having the Bond of Magic is that I get all of these different spells. Well, not all of them. Sorry, that was a a bad choice to (laughs) word. Sorry. I get a couple of level 5 spells with the last level up that we had. And I chose uh High Kill on top of the three that I had before using Chromatic Orb, Magic Missile, Witch Bolt. So right now, at uh, the level that we're at, I have five spells that I can use, which is really awesome, and I have two uses of spells, and they get I get two uses again after every long So I thought that was kind of nice, but I know that I can use them more just because it seems like... I don't get a chance to use them very often just due to either legendary actions just saying nope or you only get to use just one and then you're kind of done for the day, which isn't bad. It's very leveled out, but it just seems like with some of the spells that I get, uh, having the two uses does help balance them out, I kind of wish I would be able to maybe either have. either more uses of smaller spells or just some way to utilize them a little bit more because I feel like they're a really awesome aspect of the Dragon Riders, but I don't get to use it very often. Uh, another thing that I, I thought was very helpful last round was being able to help heal. I didn't use it too much uh, just due to not being within distance of someone that allied but I always think that's a very nice aspect of the princess clock that allows me to be a little bit more of help to my teammate. Uh, Another big thing that I really appreciated from being a level 12 was the extra attack. That was so nice having that extra action to help uh, just do a little bit more. Going into level 16, uh, one thing that kind of made me get a little bit not really disappointed, but kind of sad about the Dragon Rider class is that now my character is more powerful than my dragon because they only get health for however many levels you have in Dragon Rider, which is 5. So right now my dragon has 75 health points, and at level 16, I myself have 96. So, almost all of our entire party is stronger than the dragon. So, I kind of wish that that would be changed a little bit with the dragon rider. I think it'd be nice to maybe just have uh, a little bit more leveling within the dragon to help scale it a little bit to match the party once you get to higher levels. Some of the features that I get in the princess, who's going to level 16, is that I got. A couple more majestic talents. Uh, Differing from before, I got Destroy Morale, which uses six of my uh, majesty points. That allows me to use it as a reaction to an ally defeating another creature. All hostile creatures within 30 feet of me and that creature have to make a wisdom saving throw or lose half of their health points. And I think that is really crazy. Uh, that if they fail that endless to save and throw, half of their health points is gone. The so next thing that's really interesting, it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out to see if it's a little bit overpowered or not. But it does take six of my points, and right now I have a pool of 16. So we'll see how uh, leveled out that is, if it's very balanced or not. Another majestic talent I got is exert by yourself. It's only one point to uh, to just kind of remind myself who I am and you know, I'm the princess and I can uh, make myself just kind of like more sure of myself. And that one point allows me to not charm or in for that one point. Uh, some of the things uh, that we got from loot boot was I did pick up the Wander of Fear. It has seven charges and I can use one charge to either command paint using a DC of 15 as a saving throw or use Cone of Fear for two charges and has a Wisdom DC of 15 or otherwise they become frightened. So yeah, I'm pretty excited to see how some of these new abilities will play out as the
3: level 16. Hello, friends, and welcome back. This is Micah returning with Duskalos, the satyr Arbalist, trainer of heroes and champion of moving. Um, (laughs) Level 12 was a lot of fun for me. (laughs) Level 12 was a lot of fun for me. Um, I got to really show off the potential that you get with the strafe die from from the uh, subclass of the Arbalest that I'm utilizing. Uh, being able to, you know, run around and gain them, you know, just, just start building them up and start spending them to, you know, make my attacks hit harder was really useful for not only myself but the rest of the group and just, you know, chunking down enemy health is always, always a benefit. Um, I know I used my Enhance Ability at some point in time to uh, kind of help things out a little bit from my uh, mentor, mentoring abilities from the Satyr. Uh, coming up in upcoming levels, I'm really looking forward to a couple of fun features that I'm going to be getting. At level 13, I get to utilize the, or I get access to a uh, ability called Cat's Grace, which lets me fall up to 30 feet without taking fall damage, and I can't be knocked prone unless I'm grappled, restrained, or incapacitated, and if I'm prone it only costs me 5 feet to uh, get back up again, so being able to utilize that with uh, with just more access to strafe die and having a my proficiency bonus increasing is going to be a huge help Um, so you know, just, just more dice to pump into my abilities is always always going to be useful. Uh, other than that, I'm not getting a whole lot of super extra fun stuff, unless I'm mistaken. But, uh... Oh, I get access to the, uh... Nope, skewer comes later. Uh,
4: oh, that's boring, and that's it. I hate those. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, listeners, this is what I got. Oh, I, uh, I, I did...
3: I do finally, uh... Was finally able to forego a uh, a feat and actually get my dexterity up to a 19 this time around, so that's going to be useful. And uh, magic items I picked up were some more healing potions that I can run around and hand off to people, a drift globe to provide light for those of us who do not have dark vision. Um, we got the scroll, the the quote unquote scroll of protection from undead, and a, uh, an elemental gem. So once again, yours truly is going to be summoning a temporary meat shield, becoming
0: a theme between the Azer and uh, the berserkers and everything else. Yeah. Yep. All right, go ahead, Mike.
1: <clears throat>
4: Make haste, fellow adventurers. Time is of the essence totally the wrong voice. I'm supposed to be doing the whole 3 <laughs> Anyway. Uh, you want to try that again? I'll I think I should probably try that again. No
0: for it. Will, Otherwise you could say totally alternate
4: timeline. Alternate time. This is alternate Stu. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. <laughs> Make haste. <laughs> Make haste, adventurers. Time is of the essence. Dr. Stu is here. Past, present, and future. Hey, it's Mike. I'm back with Dr. Bubo Steuben's Cleric of Time. Uh, I enjoy this character. Uh, I feel like the time domains, our homebrew options that we have, they don't change. I mean, obviously, the ideals of the domain change, but uh, it doesn't so much change what a cleric does, so not a whole lot to review, really. Uh, What I did have available to me last time and it did kind of come in handy, was the damage flux, where I was able to stall damage uh, and take that damage a number of rounds later. I believe it's half the wisdom modifier rounded up. Uh, However, ironically, I don't know if it got included in the recording, I stalled the damage, performed some actions, and then dropped, and then was healed, stood back up, and then the damage hit me and I fell right back down. (laughs) So a little comical stuff there. Um, Let's see here. What I'm picking up this time around is my Divine Strike from the base Cleric class goes up, so I'll be a little more proficient in combat. I've gained Divine Intervention from the Cleric class. Um, I am gaining nope actually that's it I think I'm in the same boat as Micah Uh, Divine Strike goes up and not much I get two abilities at 17 so that'll be an interesting uh, recording for next week Um, did pick up a dagger plus one so be able to use that in combat along with my mace got the scroll slash finger of protection from undead and I believe that is it So, but I got a ton of new spells and uh, anxious to try to use some of these things, sounds like, especially with my attempts to always be the guy who goes first. Um, I did increase my dexterity for my plus two (laughs) this time around, so I'm now rolling um, advantage on initiative with a plus 12. So, <laughs> I don't know. Last time I had advantage at eleven, and Micah still tied. slash. me. I was just yeah. like, I was. Like, oh, yeah. my, my whole reality fell apart at that moment. I was like, what?
3: <laughs> I'm playing a dexterity character. I should be going first. More. <laughs> no, Mike's manipulating time
4: to his advantage. <laughs> we all have our skill set.
0: <laughs> so, yeah that's what I've got. Alright, we will go ahead and then get started. So, once again, uh, the Well of Dragons is a little bit ambiguous on how it all happens. A lot of it is determined by the Council of Waterdeep, and so I'm going to say you guys you know, would have done your best in order to collect as many allies as possible, possibly dying and reincarnating in a different form, going from doctor to doctor to doctor, you know, in order to do that, Stu. Um... <laughs> My bad. Uh, So you guys are able to collect all of the assets assigned. The only question that comes down to at this point is how you are to distribute those assets. You guys know that there are a lot of mages as well as a couple of uh, very powerful mages uh, that actually you know the names of, so you know they're important. Uh, You would know that those are who you are going up against. You've already countered everything else, but I will allow you guys to decide whether you counter the minions or the actual bosses themselves. So uh, you guys can either counter the mages that are actually summoning Tiamat or the two big bosses. Both of them are um, basically big cultists within the uh, order. There is Severin, who is the head of the cult, and there is Rathmodar, Uh, who is kind of a uh, bigwig within the cult as well. So you guys have only enough assets to counter either the bosses or the minions. Which would you prefer going into this? I will let you guys talk about it if you want for just a minute to decide.
4: Well, I feel like it would be boring for the listeners to hear us take out a bunch of minions.
0: There are multiple, lots and lots of backup minions. So it's whether or not you guys want numbers or boomers. I don't know, actually,
4: we a lot of the time, we just go up against the boss. So maybe, if it's
0: not going to be, you know, an extended... The CR fight is going to be the same. No. Regardless of if you tackle a bunch of little ones, or, not a bunch, but a good number of little ones versus the two bosses. <clears throat> I just look at my
1: crossbow. Hey, do we want to do a war of attrition, or do we want to just doing normal boss fight like we normally do.
3: Um, If we are going to not nerf the minions, I'm going to spend the preceding weeks leading up to this fight making as many crossbow bolts as I
0: can. <laughs> <laughs> you have 1d1000 bolts and you're, <laughs> and you're digging out the dice for it. <laughs> just, just roll a d10 and add a zero to the end of it. If only I
4: could cast time stop for him.
0: 90! Ah, you have- 900
3: crossbow bolts. I feel like that'll be enough. <laughs>
1: no, that's never enough.
3: <laughs> I'm going to need a I'm going to need a wagon, you guys. No shit. I don't even think a bag of holding could hold 900. I also
4: think a, a bunch of minions will be like an excellent opportunity for him to showcase the the piercing ability where he just like punches through one and another.
0: You would, you would you would know um uh, A little bit of background knowledge as you guys are uh, doing this, because there isn't a really good way to do it without giving you both pieces of information and then re-going over it. So, you guys have the assets to counter either the minions or the two big bosses. Um, Technically, it would be one boss or the other, but because this is a podcast, we're going to go ahead and say both bosses or the minions. Um... So other than that, um, Hope, you would have sent your gold dragon in to mingle with the other metallic dragons, fly around the area, and kind of take a, a brief overview of what's going on. A real quick uh, scouting mission after it has dropped you off fairly close to the caldera that is the Wall of Dragons. So your golden dragon buddy, or what color is it, Hope?
2: Um, It is bronze
0: bronze. So your bronze dragon buddy uh, has flown around, and the Temple of Tiamat, unsurprisingly, consists of five spires, each spire consisting of a specific color that matches the uh, one of the heads of Tiamat. So flying around, you would see five distinct towers, and a, you, your dragon would have felt a vast power coming from there. Uh, There is also the Drakhorn, let me make sure I'm pronouncing that correctly... Yes, the Drakhorn, which would be calling these dragons to to this place. Uh, You would have dispatched agents in order to take that out, but uh, they have not yet quite succeeded in their goal. So, uh, dragons are being pulled to this place, there's a massive battle, we are talking thousands upon thousands of troops of every uh, race and affiliation possible, you've got giants and devils fighting on both sides, you've got chromatic and metallic dragons attacking each other, everything is going haywire right before you guys zoom in and take this out. So, uh, once again there is, like I said, five distinct towers to this Temple of Tiamat, each with a head. Uh, you know for a fact that there are at least five, if not more, mages all trying to summon Tiamat. You know, this is a massive ritual. Um, so what would you guys like to assign your priorities to? The bosses or the minions? And I use minions very, very sparingly. They are all massive spellcasters. So we're not talking weak pushovers by any means. Um, I'm prepared
3: either way. Uh, I think... It seems to me that this is a question of whether or not we want to uh, showcase our abilities
4: as heroes or as pop-stoppers. Eloquent. You can't see it, but I'm just staring at it right now. Couldn't think of the word I wanted to use.
3: What exactly is a pop-stopper?
1: We don't know.
4: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Rated
4: M for Mature.
0: <laughs> that is the new title for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Oh, please do that. People won't download it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every male listener on the podcast pulls out his box of tissues and sets it next to his iPad. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. So, Hope and Virgil, any ideas?
1: Um, I don't think anything. I <laughs>
2: I think, uh, I think at least role-playing-wise, on the side, I think doing a large group would be good for a lot of our characters for showcasing abilities. Um, Otherwise, either way, I think is going to be helpful. Taking out the big guy's summoning team might be good as well. But who knows if we'd be able to, you know, get him out, uh, done and out before team comes and whatnot.
3: I'm rolling for it. Odds the minions evens the
0: bosses. Odds minions. It is minions. All right, then you guys will be going up against the two bosses. So um, all that would have been decided before the scouting mission, but since this is a podcast, I'm going to allow it. Um, you guys would already know that you have partially weakened the uh, cult and the dragon with uh, a curing, with procuring that black dragon mask, or green dragon mask that you got from Narenbane, and then you guys would have also... Oh, never mind, you guys haven't done that yet. Scratch that! Ignore it. Uh... Exactly. So you guys uh, have already got the the mask of the green dragon, so you know that Tiamat is partially weakened already, simply because one of those five masks is out of their possession. Uh, As you guys were doing the scouting mission, your bronze dragon hope would have also seen a bunch of chained up, uh, mixed race uh, slaves almost, kneeling in front of the temple. And you would know that they are systematically being killed. You're not sure if it's a ritual fuel or if it is um, just for shits and giggles because they're terrible, terrible, evil people. But uh, there is a bunch of slaves being sacrificed. You would also know that the drop Horn, which is calling all of the dragons to this place, is within the tunnels underneath the temple. You guys can tackle one of those two issues. Which would you prefer? Would you rather get rid of the Drakhorn or would you like to save the slaves that are being sacrificed?
2: Is the Drakhorn summoning all types of dragons or just the certain type?
0: It discomforts all normal animals within a few miles. It alerts all dragons within 2,000 miles to rise and be wary for a great danger is at hand. So... Uh, yeah, the, it would alert all dragons in the within two thousand miles to be wary of an attack.
3: True heroes fear not a challenge, and know that the common man needs just as much care as the greatest of our leaders. I say we rescue those who we can. Well said. Yeah, I agree. We
2: should help out. Well, try to stop killing all the slaves.
0: Alright, then you guys are able to uh, hope with one charge of your breath weapon from your uh, dragon as he uh, stripes over the top of it. He just takes out those that were trying to sacrifice those slaves. So then Tiamat is weakened further. We will go ahead and uh, start from there. So you guys would have seen lines of devilish looking creatures and kobolds and goblins and all sorts of typically evil type creatures exiting the front doors of this extremely large uh temple of tiamat it is more than 300 feet across at its widest point and as they exit the doors are left wide open i'm assuming you guys would have found a way between multiple dragon allies and your uh, bronze dragon home to fly in would you prefer to then go through the main entrance, or do you want to attempt to scour the tunnels below? Scouring the towers, the tunnels below could be deadly in nature, since you didn't go through and attack the Drakhorn. You instead decided to uh, save the slaves right in front of the temple. Which would you guys prefer? I will
4: refer to our trainer of heroes. Strike swift, strike hard, and strike at the heart. I say we go through the front door. I feel
1: like no matter what we do, we're screwed.
4: (laughs) You're probably not wrong.
3: (laughs) You're probably not wrong. I've seen many a hero die this way and the other.
0: All right. So you (laughs) guys... I believe that was me. (laughs) All right. So you guys swoop in through the... Wait,
4: wait. How many death saves can you make? A one, a two, three. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
3: That's should making me that a how many death sales. <laughs> should have been how many death saves can you fail? <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: You can redo that at the end of the
3: episode. Okay.
0: So you guys swoop in on your dragons and you land right inside the entrance to the temple. Once your eyes adjust to the stunning chaos of Tiamat's temple, you see that its interior is a single cathedral-like space that towers far overhead. Five distinct vaults branch off from the central gallery. Through the overwhelming color and, uh, of the place is... the uh, Though the overwhelming color of the place is lifeless ashen gray, each side vault shimmers dimly blue, green, red, white, or black, the hues of the evil dragons and their world-consuming queen. Red wizards stand in each of the five vaults, chanting and channeling magical force into the central asp. There, a kaleidoscopic whirl of arcane energy rises above the blackened floor, stretching up into the twisting recesses of the temple's central spire. So basically, this is a star-shaped temple. Uh, Each area has its own spire jutting up into the air. First thing you see when you enter, there are five distinct altars. The first one right in front of you, uh, is the White Dragon Altar, and then there are the four others uh, branching off from there. Uh, each of these spires jutting up into the air is fifty feet tall, with the central spire being a hundred feet tall. Uh, your allies are attacking each one of the minions in the five spires, as well as the uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, as well as the five wizards that are on dragons flying in the air performing the ritual as well. So you see off to your left in uh, the red dragon area is a mage of great power as well as in the central spire there's another mage who is channeling all this energy through his body. You also see that he is wearing a five-headed dragon mask on his face. So. We will go ahead and get started. Everybody, roll me initiative.
1: Seems ridiculous, but you not. Before I roll initiative, I cast Death Ward on Mike.
3: Okay, Mike, you, you have Death Ward. I have Death Ward. I am going to use my once per long rest ability to give heroism to our frontline tank. Where you
1: have heroism? I brought it. Yes. Was that five different points? Yes, sir. Okay.
0: Alright, go ahead and everybody roll the initiative and start shouting out numbers.
4: Mm-hmm. I rolled two thirteens. What's the point of having a fan? Stu, what is yours then? So, twenty-five. <laughs>
0: Twenty-three.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay.
3: <laughs> now it's a competition between... Oh, I-, I can't beat you with your... You'd have to roll, like,
0: threes. I hope one was yours. Nineteen. Oh wow! And the enemies rolled a grand total fourteen. All right, we will go ahead and get started. So the order will go: Stu, Daskalos, Hazel, and Cedric, then the enemy. So we will go ahead and get started with big surprise, Stu. Okay, so
4: haste is concentration and it only affects one person. Is that correct? Correct. Um, but can I cast it at higher levels in order to? No. 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 Nope. Oh. I thought that was the case. Let me double check, but I. I've actually got my tablet right here with it on it. Yeah, I'm 90% sure you can't. Oh, okay. But it's not a cleric spell, so I don't... I only get it as a cleric spell because of the time domain. Nope, it does not have a higher level casting option. Nope. Hmm. So you can cast it at a higher level, but you don't get the benefits of casting it at a higher level. Would we rather have haste on one person? Like you for the bonus stuff or would we rather have Bless on the entire party? I'd say honestly we'd rather have Bless on the entire
0: party. i cast Bless on the entire party. Okay. Uh And Virgil, what is the radius for your resistance? Ten feet. Ten feet. So anybody within ten feet of Virgil has resistance to elemental damage. Alright,
4: and I will cast that as a second level spell to put it on all of us. So everyone has blessed. Set a D4 aside, including Hope's dragon, or just the four uh, party members. You know, I can do that. I can go third level and give it to the dragon as well. Okay.
0: Catch that, Hope. Since I,
4: no. yeah. <laughs> because I, I, that that'll take place of haste, where I would have to concentrate anyway. Uh, so I'll do that, and then oh, if you cast a spell, you can't cast
0: a bonus action spell, can you? So how far away are we from all of this? Uh, so, when you guys enter into the front doors, uh, all of the minions are currently involved in uh, casting, so you would be more than 100 feet away from any enemy. Okay.
4: So, this is one round of less. Um Do we want to just go and start moving in? I need to start moving other something. Alright, I'll go ahead and step forward move my base 30 feet.
0: Okay. Straight it. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, just within the doors, it was 200 feet from the uh, central axis, which is 100 feet in the air. And then there is the other main boss, who is 100, 200 feet from the central area, and then 100 feet off of that to the right. So, uh, 200 and, uh, 175 feet from the entrance. So, would you be going for the... Uh, you would recognize him as Rock Modar, who is a humanoid... Uh, uh, a human uh, spellcaster who is kind of up there in the group, or there is Severin who is wearing the dragon mask that is floating a hundred feet in the air, channeling all of this magic. Also human. So, who would you be going after, Mike? Um, let's go towards the mode R. Okay. Uh, so then 30 feet that will put you at 145 feet away from them. Okay. Duskullus. Um. So.
3: Ability I forgot to mention that I gained access to because for whatever reason I was reading numbers incorrectly uh, is my free runner ability, which lets me use dash as a bonus action and ignore a lot of terrain stuff and makes me harder to attack with attacks of opportunity and whatnot. So I'm going to utilize that feature uh, I'm going to move my full 35 feet And then, so that'll get me, and then another 35 feet as a bonus action dash will get me seven strafe dice, and pull out my light crossbow and
0: take a shot at Rathamadar. Okay. And he is uh, 200 and solid feet away. Or 175, excuse me. Which I don't, and
3: I have, I can fire up to 320 feet and I don't incur penalties for long range on my weapons so
1: fantastic
3: got the sniper yeah that is a uh twenty-three to hit him
0: yep that is and we
3: are going to see that's a D eight and we're going to spend two strafe die to add to that damage. Nice It's a good thing I did. That's three four five six seven
4: 11 points of damage to him. Nice. After seeing that land planting into his shoulder, I'll raise my mace. Do you
0: surrender? <laughs> Can't even hear you. <laughs> <laughs> he mouthed words silently for everybody listening.
4: <laughs> my beak is just... Ooh, actual- oh, oh. Yes.
3: Uh, Bob, can I also in- implement my... Uh, I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna have him make a strength save. Okay.
0: 16 plus zero,
3: so 16. He just fails. Okay. It's a save of 17, so he is now, he now cannot take reactions and his speed is reduced by 10 feet. Okay. He has been staggered. Alright. We then move on to... Oh, and since we are past 14th level, he is knocked back 5 feet. For whatever it's worth. Yep, let me double
0: check. Okay, yeah, he's on the ground in the red chap so he would be now 180 feet away. <laughs> Alright. on then to uh, Hazel. Alright, so are any of them within
2: 120 feet of us?
0: Uh, no. Uh, Roth is... Roth, uh... Rap Madar is 100 180 feet away, and then uh, Severin is 200 feet uh, to get directly directly below him. But he's 100. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Severin is 200 feet from the front door and 100 feet in the air. <laughs>
2: um. I'll probably just move up as much as I can.
0: All right, uh, so then moving, uh, what's your movement speed?
2: 30.
0: Okay, and are you gonna dash as an action?
2: No, I'll just do that, so that way I'll still be near. close to Virgil, okay. uh, so that way when he moves, hopefully I'll still
0: be down you know, him. Okay, um, so moving 30 feet?
1: Yeah. I would say dash because I'm going to dash toward them.
0: Okay. And are you moving towards Wrath or are you moving towards Severin who is floating in the air? Um.
2: Who did. Who's already been shot at? Sorry.
0: Wrath has been shot at. Okay. I'll
2: probably move towards Hannah. And. One of my abilities allows me to get to the ball. So can I dash and dash again?
0: Yeah, if you can dash as a bonus action, you can then dash as an action as well, which will give you triple your movement speed.
2: Yeah, we'll do it. That'll be fun. All right, so that was Uncanny Grace, and it was one point of my uh, mag- majesty point.
0: Okay, and your movement speed is 30, so you move a total of 90 feet. Three. All right, that would put you about 85 feet away from your target. Cedric, that, it is... That is
2: terrifying.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, Dragon, I'm assuming, does the same?
2: Yeah, I'm on my
0: end. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Cedric, it is your turn. That's okay. So you can move up uh, 60 feet?
1: Yep.
0: All right. You are 115 feet away from your target. It is now on to the end. Duskullus, did you move up?
3: I moved 30, and then dashed another, or 35, and then dashed another.
0: Another 35? Yep, I used dash as my bonus action, so I can still Okay, so you're then 105 feet away. Yep. All right, Uh, then on to the enemy. Uh, Roth is going to start off by shooting a fireball. So I'm going to go ahead and need, obviously, what the range is on this, 150 feet. So I'm going to need Daskalos. Uh, and Cedric to both give me a dexterity saving throw. Ooh,
4: I just made the cut.
0: Yeah. Oh, Nat 1 Doskalos. Cedric, what did you get? 11. 11. All right, that was not quite enough either,
1: unfortunately.
0: So, you both are going to take.
1: Please, I forgot the bless.
0: Oh, yes, bless. Uh, I'm not using all well. uh, I can. Uh, gap, but. Bless! <laughs> 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 You're in a two from your
4: one! You doubled Escobar. plus four for my dex, so that's a six! That's the most effective bless ever. <laughs> exactly. I increased his value Sorry, by eight. 100%. Exactly. So <laughs> he did have fishing
0: and dexterity saves. Alright, Virgil, what was here. <laughs> 15. Oh, I forgot to add bless Let me see disciples. here. Uh, DC on that is a 15. Virgin what was yours again? 15. All right, so you make it. Uh, so then uh, we eight.
3: I'm gonna add three straight out of that deck safe.
0: Let's see what happens here. Three, six, seven. Add another seven to my eight as a fifteen. Fifteen. All right. Uh, so you guys, instead of taking the thirty-six, you guys will only take eighteen points of fire damage. I'd rather take
3: that than thirty-six. Yep.
0: And Daskalos, you would be within ten feet of Cedric exactly, so you would have resistance to that. Oh, sweet. So that it's down to nine. Yep. Well done. Uh, yes. Very good. Alright, uh, then it is on to Severin. Uh, Severin is going to go ahead and let me see. Nobody is within range for him to do shit, so. Very eloquently put. Pretty much.
4: I just had a picture back to Spaceballs with the two guys combing the desert. <laughs> we
0: ain't found shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, never mind. That's if he deals fire damage. Yeah, no. Everybody has to be closer than him to, or closer to him to do anything. So then uh, that ends his turn. He's just going to continue to channel this. We are on to round two. You can see a small shimmering portal right underneath Severin mm-hmm. begin to open up very, very slowly. Stu, it is your turn. You are 100 feet 50... Uh, excuse me, 145 feet away. So Guiding Bolt is 120 feet. What I,
4: can I make it to that 100-foot mark to Guiding Bolt on, on uh, Roth? Yep, you can do that. I think I'd like to do that. I very much like the idea of this. So, all right, and I've marked my second round of Bless, which is still in effect. Uh, guiding Bolt, should I push it up spell levels, do you think? I'm not going to do... I'm only gonna need one second-level spell. Um, Who got death ward? Did we say you you did? I got death ward. So when you drop to zero, instead you increase to one. You fall to one. I could return the favor. Put that back on him. Also, is that concentration also? Okay, not. Oh no, it isn't. It's it is not? an
0: eight-hour okay. spell, okay. so it is not. Uh, well, we're not. I Maybe
4: mean, that'll be a next round thing. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and cast at fourth level, so I'll be adding three levels to it, so it'll be seventy-six radiant damage. Yep. So I will cast that, and then so I do have to my spells plus ten. So so you're blessed. So y'all that's my bless. Uh, 16, 20, plus 10, 30 to hit him. Yep. With 76. Shit, it's legit. legit. And that is 76 of... In the radiant damage. Yeah. Um, so, 10, 15. Uh, 8 for 23 damage. 23 oh, radiant.
0: Not too shabby at all. Uh, not quite bloody, but he can see bloody from here. Oh, really? <laughs> I feel like I've done well. Click, yeah. <laughs> click, click. All right. Uh, and did you
4: move up another 30 feet? I did. I, I, I probably would have had to have moved up at least my movement to get to that 30
0: feet. Yep. Um, or that 120 line. Yep. You're at 115 then with your 30 feet of movement. There we go. Daskalos. So we're going to move my full 30 feet to get
3: three, but 35 feet to get three more strafe that I used to...
0: Uh, okay. You are now within 70 feet of Roth.
3: And over the course of that movement, I'm actually going to just drop my light crossbow and pull out my two hand crossbows. And we are going to utilize my sharpshooter feet. I'm taking a minus five to hit because I have advantage thanks to Guiding Bolt. And we are going to uh, make an attack against Stroth. Alright! 18, 20 20, uh, 30 to hit. I think this happens. Yeah, exactly. And that will deal uh, eight piercing damage. Not too shabby. And okay, bonus attack will follow up. Unfortunately I don't have the advantage.
4: Oh god. I wish I did. Whoa, you did. Just... <laughs> Oh I don't know. You were so you were so impressed by that first shot and you were like, I can do that again.
1: <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> Alright, we are then on. Just for listeners at home, He rolled a nat one, but with the uh, bless, he got two to that, so that was a three. Uh, it would actually have been... The, that would have made it a 13 to hit. Not quite enough, but close. Hazel, it is now your turn. You are 85 feet away from Roth. Wait. Oh. 15 to hit. Not, still not enough. Four
3: okay. Point off. He's got major. I can't use strength to add to my to hit.
1: Yep.
0: Hazel, it is your turn.
1: All right.
2: So, can I bring I eye out on the map then?
0: You would be about 85 feet away from Wrath. So you would not quite be to the uh, edge of that turn, but you could still see him well enough to hit him.
2: Look, am I close to, like, five or the paper... Or
0: like one, like which side am I on? Very top, very very top, where there's the double doors. Uh, So area number one is where you would. have oh, Okay.
2: From. Oh sorry, I didn't see that. Those words, my
3: bad. Yeah, no, right you're fine. Um. Uh-huh. Oh crap, Bob. Yes. What damage did I tell you on that shot? Uh,
0: he dropped from forty-seven down to thirty-nine, so that would have been eight. Yep. Yeah. Take another ten because yes. I used. Oh charger! Holy shit! Okay. He is bloodied. Well bloodied. Fist uh-huh.
2: <laughs> bump. Alright, well... If he's... Pretty bloodied... Then I'm just gonna do a regular attack from me. Uh,
0: that
2: is... That is a 25?
0: Yep, that hits. Uh, a I
2: right. That's uh, 11 points of damage, and that was from my long bow So I'm going to use my extra attack to do the same thing. All right. And that's a 25 again.
0: Yep.
2: And that is 10 points of damage.
0: All right. He's barely hanging
2: on. All right. And my driving gets a 112. as well. So I'm going to use his natural ranged attack. And... Things, things, things. So, uh, sorry, i sorry.
0: What's the range here. on that? What's the range on that? You'd be 55 feet away. It's 60. Oh, okay. Awesome. So that is a
2: 21 to hit?
0: Yeah, that is. Alright.
2: And that is two of piercing. That is seven
0: points of damage. All right, he's still standing, but barely. Cedric, it is your turn. I'm
1: going to run towards uh, Severin. I'm going to turn around towards him. And then as my action, I'm going to use my Oak Spell uh, Earthbind on Severin. He must make a strength saving throw. On Severin,
0: you said? Yes. Uh, he's 100 feet in the air.
1: The range is 300 feet.
0: Okay, uh, uh strength uh, Oh, what else?
2: Quick question. I thought you said I was 85 feet away.
0: You were 85 feet? I'm assuming you moved up, did you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so then you would have been, uh, oh, what was, uh, uh, yeah, your dragon has a faster movement speed than you, so what would you have been at? Yeah, but I
2: was on my dragon.
0: So he has a movement speed of 40, so you would have been 45 feet away, correct?
2: Oh, uh, then I would have thinking um, to keep it, but I would have done that differently, way differently if I was known I was
0: closer. Yeah, so then you would be 45 feet away because you were 85 and then I was going with the standard 30. But if you were on your dragon then you would be 45 feet within. So go ahead and redo your turn if you'd like. Um,
2: it's okay. We'll
0: just keep it for now. I just wanted to clear that up. Thank you. Yeah, no, sorry. I, I forgot that you were dragging at the movement speed of 4. All right, so Cedric, uh, Earth Mind, uh, DC Strength, you said?
1: Strength said, yep. Yeah. Uh,
0: that was a 16 plus 0, so 16.
1: Yeah. He fails. Uh, he's wrapped yellow strips of magical energy, and he will pull down 60 feet per turn until he hits the ground.
0: Hey, he, he's got legendary resistances, and so he burns one. Okay. I love you, Virgil.
1: Otherwise
4: known as legendary. Yeah, exactly. He said, I
0: don't want to be part of that. Yep. All right, then uh, we go. uh, uh, Virgil, anything else? Uh, You moved up 30 feet? I
1: moved up toward 7.
0: Okay, so then you were at 115, so now you are at uh, 85. All right, on to the enemy. Severin is going to go ahead, or excuse me, Roth is gonna go ahead and uh, burn another fireball. Um, But he's gonna go, actually, you know what? Let me do this real quick. I'm trying to see which damage is better. It's either chromatic orb or uh, fireball that he's gonna use. Uh, Let me see. Oh, 20-foot radius on the fireball. So he's going to go ahead and center it between Cedric and Daskalos, and he is going to go ahead and cast it at the 6th level. So I need dexterity saving throws, DC of 15 from Doskalos and Cedric. We're going to go ahead and burn
4: two straight die. and they moved farther in... Yeah.
0: Okay. They are yeah, 70. Because i
4: going to off to go, to go hit Roth.
0: Yeah, you're 115 feet. Uh, Daskalos is 70. Cedric <laughs> is 85. Uh, Bob, I'm going to take
3: no damage from that fireball. Nice. No, will explain why here in a moment.
0: Okay. Virgil, what'd you get? A 7. A 7. Okay. Uh, you're definitely going to take that damage. Uh, let me total it up here. So 37 points of damage on a fail. Eight. Team damage on a success. Uh, resistance would drop it down to nine.
3: So, the reason I'm taking no damage, Bob, is from my ability Float Like a Butterfly. When you reach the 7th level, when you make a Dexterity saving throw, you may roll a number of stra- strafe dice up to your Dexterity modifier and add them to your roll. If you succeed by 5 or more, you instead take no damage. I roll the 17 plus plus three ones from my strafe die. Adding a plus
0: 9 from my Dex modifier will put me at well above beating the eight by five. That is fantastic. All right. Uh, we then move on to Sed- uh, Severin. Uh, now that there are people within uh, 90 feet of him, I'm going to go ahead and roll a D4 to see who he hits.
1: Am I the only one?
0: Uh, no. Daskal- uh, Cedric, you are within 85. Daskalos, you were... Oh, yeah. Cedric, you were the only one that moved towards him. So never mind. He's going to move towards you. Uh, the other numbers were going towards Roth. So, uh, Cedric, you are going to go ahead and take this um, Flaming Orb attack. So it's a plus 5 to hit. That is an 18, so 23. I'm assuming that hits. Yes. All right. You take 9d8 damage plus a d10 because once per turn, you can increase that damage. Okay. This is going to hurt. <clears throat> yep. All right, uh, so that is 10. That was on a two, so it's 20, 30. You take 39 points of damage from that flaming orb, and it is fire damage, obviously.
1: Okay, so third turn?
0: Yes.
1: So 19 points of damage, okay.
0: Correct. Oh
1: resistance is good.
4: He's got resistance to everything. So how much damage have you
1: taken before, Virgil? I now have taken 41 to damage total. 41. Yep. I have 132 health points.
0: And with that, we move on to round three. And I spear. wouldn't even have that many at level 20.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, I have, I'm under 100 mil. I have 132 as my max. And
0: I'm just
3: saying, I wouldn't even have that many at level 20.
4: All right, so bless is still active. I'm 120, about we said about 115 feet away from Wrath. Yep. Um, I feel like I want to cast another one, uh, another Guiding Bolt at fourth level. <clears throat> on Wrath. On Wrath. Yeah. Okay. See if I can just continue like pushing some damage on him. I'd like to heal. Um, actually. Will I be able to move so that I'm within 30 feet of Virgil? Uh,
0: Stu, if you... Let's see, you have 30, 30 feet, feet of movement? i got equal to 120 feet. And you're at 115, mm-hmm. so if you move 30, you would be within 10 feet of Cedric. Okay, I'd like to be within range of Cedric
4: for in the in the event that I need to use
0: my damage flux to prevent damage. Okay, you are 95 feet away from the enemy with um, 30 feet of movement. And... No, excuse me. Um, you'd be right there with Cedric, so you'd be 85 feet, so you'd be right there, tied with Cedric. Okay. Um, yeah.
4: This way, I can I can use that in need if need be, and still have range for for guiding both on Wrath. So here we go. Uh, 13 plus two, 15, 25 to hit. Yes, that hits. And 76. We decided. So 12, 15, 17. 7 for 24.
0: Wrath goes down Eight in a flaming ten. pile. Wrath is now obliterated. His flaming staff falls to the ground at his feet. Do you want me to go pick that up? What do we need it for the moment? What if it's cursed? Then we move on to Baskles. Um...
3: So in order to get within range of Severn, I am going to use my bonus action to dash and
0: move my full 70 feet. So I'm now up to max strike dice. All right. So you are 10 feet away from um, Severn, who is 100 feet in the air. That is just... I have 120 range, foot range in crossbow. That is fantastic.
3: Uh, we're going to... Since I actually realized that I was shorting myself on my to hit by another like couple points, um, I have no qualms about using my sharpshooter ability... Because I'm getting a plus 13 to hit. Awesome. So, 7, 8, 21 to hit. That hits. For 16 points of damage on him. Alright. And then we're going to... uh, I can't use my bonus action because I already bonus action. Okay.
0: Uh we then move on to Hazel. You are a hundred feet away. Uh, excuse me, you are a hundred feet away from Suburb. I could definitely move up further
2: than close to
0: him. Forty feet? Yes. Alright, then you are 60 feet away. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: So does that totally count as one of my actions or one of my dragon's action?
0: That would be your dragon's movement. So oh. technically you could still move if you hopped off of him. Okay. So, oh, I-
2: uh, I'm going to use the Bond of Magic to cast uh, Cloud Kill on him.
0: Alright, he rolls, fails, however, he is immune to poison damage.
2: Alright, uh, then I'm going to use my extra attack to just do a regular attack with my Longo against him. All right. And that is a 25. That is. All right, and uh, I'm also going to use my majestic, majestic strike, which uses two of those points to add two d6 damage uh, to the attack, and that is 19 points of damage. Her
0: arrow strikes true. All right, we then move on to Cedric.
1: Okay, I'm going to raiding swords, so I'm going to pop my wings, uh, and then I'm going to fly towards him, because he has very legendary resistance in the last fight, uh, and then as a the biggest action, I'm going to cast Shield of Fate, Alright, and what's your movement speed while flying? Okay. okay, so then you would be within 55 feet
0: of him. Said, and just, as, just to
3: let you know, Virgil, it is until the spell ends, you are immune to being frightened and gain temporary hit points equal to my spellcasting modifier at the start of each of your turns.
1: Okay. Cool. Thank
0: you. Oh, crap. That's right. Uh, at the end of Hazel's turn, he's going to go ahead and take a uh, legendary action to attack you again, Virgil. That okay. will definitely hit and deal 38 points of damage to you. All
1: right uh i'll use my reaction to use my rating of soul ability so i'm going to pop the wings uh and then i'm going to fly 30 feet him. and as a bonus action i will cast shield of faith on my side
0: okay so that you are within 55 feet of the enemy it is now the enemy's turn uh the enemy now that cedric is within 60 feet of him uh, Virgil, I need a Dexterity Saving Throw, DC 17.
1: That is 18.
0: That is enough to pass. Uh, so you only take half of this damage. Uh, 21, and half, so 10 points of fire damage. And then it starts. Minus
1: half for you. Oh, uh, so it's 21 with the total damage?
0: 21 was the total damage, half of that would be 10.
1: And then I have resistance, so 5.
0: Yep, down to five. And then if you did not smother the fire on your person uh, at, as your action, which you did not, um, you would take an additional uh, five points of fire damage, so reduce down to two. Yeah. All right, we then move on to stew okay. And round four. Bless still active.
4: How far up did uh, Cedric Moot fly? Uh, he is now 55 feet away from Svend. Good, or Sender. Then I will move directly underneath him so that I can meet range requirements for heal.
0: Okay. Uh, yep, you move 30 feet,
4: yep. Yep, so heal, one action, instantaneous. Choose a creature that you can see within range. Surge of positive energy washes through the creature, causing it to regain 70 hit points. The spell also adds blindness, deafness, and any diseases affecting the target. Spell has no effect against Construct, so I'm dead. So yeah, 70 hit points back to Cedric.
1: Thank you, Cedric.
4: You are welcome. <laughs> I threw what I had. <laughs> yes. Although, just with you being out of 30 feet, I won't be able to use the damage flexibility on you, since I can't fly to follow you. you think I'm a damn bird. Oh! God! Wait. Wait, that's the wrong bird. Yeah, I was (laughs) going to say. That would be a Tengu. Yes. I can't...
3: can't. He's he's a little bit far for me to be able to give him a potion.
4: Yeah. Throw it really hard. Well, I was looking at... It's my crossbow. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do a crossbow. What I was looking at was, is there a possibility where I can use Channel Divinity to use my... uh, my time slip ability where I can move up to my movement where I stop time and I move it but it's not like a dimension door. I actually yeah. have to walk that distance. You
0: can do jumping and there's rules for high jump on how high you can <laughs> I- jump cast it at the peak of the jump and then fall down. <laughs> Alright, so that's it. I made a move and I cast a one action spell. Pass. Alright, Daskalos, you're within 10 feet of, well, 10 feet underneath and then Severn is 100 feet above you. So I haven't used
3: any strafe dice yet, so uh, moving is not really a thing for me to do right now. (coughs) So I'm just going to uh, continue chunking arrows at him, or chunking crossbow bolts at him. Alright. So we're going to use our sharpshooter.
4: (laughs) Woo!
0: yeah! Damn!
3: I'm going to spend 10 strafe dice. Holy! I think I can spend all of them. I thought it was eight. matched. It's twice my proficiency bonus, which is... Gotcha, plus five, gotcha. Um, I can roll any number of stress, Um, I'm going to need some more D4s. I've
0: got two. So I've got, I've got a whole case right next to you two,
3: there. Two, because I'm going to need 20 D4s. Holy balls. Or ten twice. 30, 31, 35, 45 points of damage on the first attack. That's crazy. Uh, and it's from your magical
4: crossbow, correct?
3: Yes. Okay. All right. Wait. Add another 5 to that because of bonus damage. Damn. And bonus attack. It will not be a crit, but I'm guessing a 17 minus 5 is 12 plus 13, 30 to hit. Yep. And I don't have any strafe dice left, so I can't add, add, add any of that nonsense to this one. But that'll deal another 7... 17 points of damage to him. Not too
4: shabby. Thank you, Sharpshooter. That is fantastic. Oh, that's like a Sharpshooter minus five, but plus 10 to damage, yep. right? Yeah. yeah. That is it, fantastic. Fantastic. it makes it worthwhile if you hit. No so joke. Like I with, said, with, you know, especially
3: late game, when you're getting you know massive bonuses to, you know, the, the kind of bonuses that you can get to hit, it's really not that much of a detriment to lose five of that. Especially in 5th in edition where you know, you, don't, you don't see the kind of, you know,
4: the armor class 33 that you yeah. see in Pathfinder and yep. things like that. Yeah. You know what, Bob? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to decide if staggering
3: him would be a, a useful use of my time. You're gone. He can't take reactions and he's not... Uh, it'll just prevent him from taking reactions. At this point and him five feet further away from us. Is that how they use legendary actions though? No, that's just a legendary action. Okay. okay. So I'm not going to stagger
0: him. At least not yet. Okay. We then move on to uh, Hazel. And would you have moved directly below him? The ten feet? I didn't need to. Okay. Like I said, I am
3: I, I didn't I was I had maximum strafe die so it didn't really do me any benefit to move. Gotcha. Uh, Hazel, it's your turn. Hold on, Bob. Yep. I rolled ten dice. I should have rolled twenty. What? The strike
4: dice is double too. <laughs> it's all
3: dice that are. It's all, yep. All it's dice. all damage dice. That was my mistake. Stop oh it.
4: my gosh.
3: Again. No, oh, I mean, need those, those d sixes.
4: They're those d fours that I borrowed from you. Oh, that's right. Because you said I need twenty dice. I said or ten twice. Yep. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry, Mark. talking I didn't catch it either.
3: That's a lot of force. Holy wow! Falls Four. add another twenty nine points of damage to that attack. Holy
0: crap! Okay.
3: I All feel right. like I've made myself a
0: target. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we Stay did. With move Hazel, with it feet is feet. now your turn.
2: All right. So he's still a hundred feet up in the air, isn't
0: he? Yes. For now.
2: Yeah, 100 feet really makes a difference. Okay. I guess why break something some that's not broken? I'll just uh, do a regular attack once again. Alright. And maybe it's broken. That's a 13?
0: No, not quite.
2: Alright. Extra uh-huh. attack. There we go. that a 24? Yep. Alright, then I'm going to use Majestic Strike again. So that's uh, adding 2d6. for 16... 17 points of damage.
0: Alright.
2: And... I am going to... For the movement, I'm going to have... Uh, jump off my dragon at that point. And then have my dragon start
0: flying up. Okay, so then you would be uh, 120, or you would be 20 feet from him plus 100 feet in the air, and then uh, your dragon would just start that ascent at that point. Yes. Alright, Cedric, on to your turn.
1: Uh, I'm going to fly 30 feet. I'm going to pull my sword back to swing, and then I'm going to Misty step uh, behind him, and then I'm just going to go to town on this so that is a 19 to, oh, wait, uh, that's a 21 to hit, yeah. <laughs> I always like yeah. to make a, a
0: League
1: of
4: Legends reference to some of these things. So
1: uh, we've got a that is, wings. uh, oh gosh, uh, uh, that's right, I gotta separate this out. Uh, so the sword is magical, the hair is off, yep. Uh, so that is, let's see, eight, that, fifteen points of slashing damage. Yep. Yeah. Uh, seven points of radiant damage. Okay. Uh, and eight, eight points of necrotic damage.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, he must make a DC 15 con save. Is the wounding feature of Hezron, or yeah. Hezaron?
0: He does not because his ass is dead. He falls yeah. to the ground with a thud, and you guys God. successfully remove the mask from his face, which halts the ritual of summoning Tiamat. You guys have kept Tiamat from being summoned in this battle. Huzzah. Huzzah. Exactly. I will go ahead and no.
1: Start this again. I'm gonna fight it. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm going to give you guys a choice. I honestly did not expect that to happen. So you guys can either follow Tiamat into the Nine Hells and take on Tiamat herself at full strength, or you guys can take on this separate adventure called uh, Those That Came Before. Either one will be worth your time in challenge. Which would you prefer? I've never fought Tiamat before. With her 615 health points I've never fought TMA before And 25 AC Let's
2: do it
4: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm over here like advocating for it <laughs> What, what <laughs> you don't see is Micah's just staring at me I was like, are you
3: sick? Remember the last time Bob told us that we were about to go into a deadly
4: encounter? Well, I know that the listeners haven't heard that
3: yet Yeah, they
0: have what, Have they? No, the last deadly encounter, you guys wiped the field because somebody playing a gambler ended up pulling eight goddamn (laughs) cards at the same time.
4: You're talking about that one, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Oops. That was where you
1: punched the back
4: of someone's forehead
0: and obliterated a guy with a single card. So the decision is yours. What would you guys like to do? I, I think Mike wants to fight Tiamat. That's
1: fair.
0: All right, we will do it. When we convene next week, we will be taking on Tiamat at her full strength within the nine hells. No damage reduction, no regeneration ending, no breath weapon nerfing. Full strength Tiamat. Thank you all for Thank joining us all. at this episode of the Homebrew Review. Say goodbye as your final words, guys. Fare thee well, heroes. May time be
1: kind to you. Uh, bye. bye.
0: bye. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We would like to let our wonderful listeners at home know that we are currently doing a Patreon drive. If you join before January 1st, which is our one-year anniversary date, you will get a special merch item that you won't be able to find anywhere else. This is a padfolio to help store character sheets and take notes, etc., and it will be emblazoned with our emblem upon it, as well as stamped with year one original Member." Not only will you get that, but you will also get a pin designating your rank within the guild, as well as an overall Adventuring Guild pin. And for joining at the $2 level, you will gain access to the Homebrew Review, where you can submit content and be considered for the show, and you will be guaranteed a spot within the Chaos Plan, which we are just starting up now. The Chaos Plan will be a series of one-shots that all melds together into an overall campaign. You are guaranteed an introductory mission with a one-on-one or a small group session, as well as one regular group session within the game. If it works out, you'll be able to take part in more group games, and if you have a regular group that you play with, we can get all your friends together that you normally play with on the show. Since there are multiple DMs that are going to be involved, there will be plenty of opportunities to take part in different games. All of the games will be centered in the world of Arcadia, which I have created. And for our current Patreon members, we are running a bit of a referral contest. Whoever gets the most referrals on joining will get a special surprise sent to them from us here at the Adventuring Guild with a giant thank you. And if you haven't joined yet, but have a bunch of friends that play D&D that want to do the show, have them all refer with your name on it, and you could win that prize as well. We hope you all take part in the Patreon drive because this guild is growing and we want to see it continue into the years to come. Thank you very much. Thank you once again for joining us for another episode of the Homebrew Review. If you would like a chance to join our show and vote on who gets in and what material makes it, please visit our Patreon page where you can help support our podcast and possibly join the crew here. Also, if you would like to follow us, we are on Facebook at Guild Adventure. You can also find us on our website along with links to all the material at www.theadventuringguild.com. And if you are able, please check out Syndicate Games in Kearney, Nebraska for all of your gaming needs. So thank you all very much, and we hope to see you next week.